whenever you're ready. Can we do like a pregame huddle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a team on three? Team on three. Let's get in there. Team on three. One, two, three. Team! Welcome, everyone, to Carolina Line. It's the source for all Panthers news and notes. And this week, we are welcoming a new host. Of course, Stormy Bonantoni has moved on to Las Vegas and is in the NHL now. So she's uh, living life out there in her hometown of Las Vegas. So we welcome in to join us the rest of this season. Hello. Kelly Bardick. Hey, hey. WCCB. Been in town for 15 years. Has been covering the Panthers that long. Uh, also host of Got Game on WCCB on Saturday, Sunday nights. Sunday 10 nights, 1030. 1030. Thanks for the plug. Uh, a great show. And uh, so we're so thankful that you're here, Kelly. I'm Welcome. excited. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, you'll see. It's a lot of fun. We uh, we talk a lot of Panthers. We get in depth. You might have questions along the line, and we I'm love sure that. I will. Um, because if you have one, that means probably a listener listening has one also. So we'll try and um, cover all those things as we can. And Kelly... Uh, typically doing this thing on Mondays, we cover the game that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a few days ago because it was a Thursday night game. But um, First of all, know, I would like to say if you guys have any football questions you want me to answer, you know, maybe I could give you a perspective <laughs> that you wouldn't have thought of. That'll work. We do have some you questions. You know, like that, what, if, what do fans think about them? Just kidding. something in the 23 years <laughs> yeah. of NFL yeah. football we've played. Well, that, that voice is Al Wallace. I failed to introduce him on the uh, <laughs> opening good. there. And my name's Kevin Donnelly. I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> so if you're a first-time listener, we're glad you're here. But Al uh, played in the league, a uh, 10-year NFL vet, played with the Panthers most of that career, lives in uh, Charlotte now, calls games for the Charlotte 49ers football team. Had a big win. Big yeah. win Saturday. Huge win. Club lit. <laughs> Charlotte Charlotte. Has Coach Healy's done a great job. The kids have bought in. They're excited about football in the Queen City, and I can't wait to see them this week. It's the number one Ooh. team in the country going down to Clemson to Death Valley. Take yeah. on Trevor Lawrence. Well, I've had a lot of former players. Uh, they're like, hey, Coach, uh, where do I get tickets to get down to Clemson to see the <laughs> yeah. game? Like, hey, at home, we can cover you. We got all the tickets that you would need. We take care of our alums, but. Um, it's it's hard. It's going to be a tough ticket because uh, Clemson sells it out. Yeah, they give a limited amount to uh, Charlotte 49ers and uh, you know a lot of our staff and wives and stuff like that are going. Mm-hmm. I assume so. It will be tough. And then Kelly, you're a Gardner Webb alum. Yes, G Dub, woo woo. Anyway, was, uh, Coach, they got- Coach Healy's first mm-hmm. win ever. As yeah. A- an FBS coach yes. uh, for the Charlotte 49ers. I'm yeah. sure you were you were proud of your home team, but. I was, proud of that. I, was, I was happy to see Healy get the win, though. You yes. know. I mean, it was funny because he was actually recruited by Coach McRae, the Gardner-Webb head coach, um, out of high school. Really? Didn't play for him, but they had a great relationship. And it was just – it was fun to be out there. It, it's a great atmosphere, and you can really feel the culture changing yeah. at the school. It's yeah. fun. Well, we are here to talk professional football. Yes. So we're Panthers. Yeah. right yeah. into the Carolina Panthers, the game. I guess first thoughts on the game Thursday night. Um, obviously a disappointing loss, especially when you um, consider the Bucks' track record, um, what kind of team they've been over the last few years. And Jameis Winston's been up and down. I mm-hmm. guess we can um, you know, start with him. He played a, a good game, no turnovers. And uh, usually with him, if he doesn't turn the ball over, um, it gives himself a chance to win. I mean – I mean, you look at this this record, and you have the Rams, the defending NFC champs, and you know that offense and how explosive they can be, and the names that are on that roster on both sides of the ball. But the Bucks, you know, they 
you know they've struggled the last couple of years, and yes, they beat the Panther and Panthers in their last meeting. As uh, you know, they kind of imploded down the stretch with Cam's shoulder injury and just not winning a lot of those football games the second half. And you thought you would win, especially at home, prime time Thursday night. I think the thing that comes to my mind is just disappointing primetime game you know I think about the Pittsburgh Steelers game last last year and then this game against Tampa that's prime for the picking Jameis Winston throwing two pick sixes the week mm-hmm. before and he comes out and he looks like Heisman Trophy Jameis yeah. Winston all Good over James. again just very efficient um, they moved the ball down the field he did not turn the ball over they did not make many mistakes and they walk away walk out of Bank of America Stadium with a win Zero touchdowns in the game. I mean, thank goodness for Joey Sly. Zero touchdowns by the Panthers. They could move the ball, but just couldn't punch it in the end zone. And you'd think after losing in week one and, and being so close, you know, Cam's like, we have this got to take pride, sacred ground, bank at the bank in front of home fans, that we would see a little more fire. And we didn't. I think that was very disappointing and surprising. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you're talking about uh, getting the ball downfield, like the, you said, they're able to do that. They can move and, it. When it got to, you know, tougher yards to get, I think that's a reflection on the offensive line and the running game and being able to keep the sticks moving. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, really when you look at this game, I think overall that uh, the defense took a step forward from mm-hmm. week one to week two. The offense uh, almost took a step backward. And uh, I think it's probably for discussion for us, it's going to center a lot around Cam Newton and that offensive line. Because, um, Kelly, I you know, as we're all watching it Thursday night, um, it, it looked like moments of brilliance from yeah. Cam, where it was just a, a great throw, laser mm-hmm. right on the target. Right. And then there's times where he couldn't even get the ball off because pressure's happening right away. I think we saw it when we saw him connect on, you know, a somewhat of a deep ball. But it's like, all right, he's okay, he's okay. But, you know, then it it didn't keep, didn't keep happening. We don't see that. I like to call it camness. You know, it's like – We've heard him. Does a lion not roar? Where's the edge? We don't see him take off and run anymore. And uh, just very consistently inconsistent. And that's what makes it hard. And it left a lot of people just thinking, what's wrong? What is wrong? Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. If he's okay health-wise, then what's wrong? Yeah. And I, you know, for me, I think it's it's a lot of things. I think that um, getting a little beat up against New England in the preseason game, you know, is that – is that what's to come for him? Is, is the offensive line really improved mm-hmm. from the year before? Um, you know, having the ankle injury probably played into it a little bit with the foot. Um, and I think some of the plays that they're calling, you know, I didn't see those opportunities for him to run. Um, and any times where, you know, zone read used to be something that was two, three, four, six, eight times a game. Yeah. Uh, where you're, you're kind of reading that back defensive end. Uh, and if, you know, he crashes real hard then you give it you cam keeps it and if uh, that guy stays out there a little bit there's running lanes to go to on the back side you go ahead and give it to christian um that's kind of been bread and butter since cam got here right and you know where's that been yeah i, I don't know i think we're all puzzled to try to figure out what's going on and why he's not running the ball and um i think for me it starts on the offensive line and kevin you probably know better than anybody what have you seen on that offensive line uh, that's impacting Cam's performance or the the performance of the offense as a whole. Like, are they uh, communicating well? I know that was an issue. Um, technique, is that technique sound on the offensive line? I mean, they gave up some pretty big plays, a few sacks there. Uh, are they playing kind of up to par while Cam, you know, kind of catches up because he had such a limited preseason? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, looking looking at the film, watching it several times, um, you know, that it really wasn't a great performance by the offensive line. And I thought that um, particular weak, weak spots, obviously, to fans watching also would say this with Daryl Williams giving up those sacks. Right, um, not a great game for him. No, and, you know, with, with watching that, leaning a little bit, I think when, when you've got a, a fast pass rusher that's very explosive, as athletic like Shaq Barrett is, um, that uh, sometimes it's hard to be patient as an offensive lineman, let him kind of come to you and, and um, you know, as you're setting back there, you want to you want to kind of reach a little bit, get your hands on the guy so you can lock him down. Because you know with a smaller guy, you outweigh him, you know, by 60 pounds or something like that, that once you get the hands on him, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shaq did a real good job of, of using his hands. One time on one of the sacks, got um, Daryl Williams' hands down, so he was kind of leaning a little bit, got out of place. Another time just beat him with speed from the outside. And then uh, a last one, which was disappointing, is – you know, I think when you're having a rusher that's so quick and fast uh, that you start to get a little lighter on your feet trying to keep up with that quickness. And then, you know, one of them, he just got bull rushed kind of back into Cam. And then Shaq uh, got off of Daryl Williams, was able to pull in a sack there. So, you know, he got beat numerous different ways. So, it's to me, it's it's a technique thing. And he'll get it better. It's, it's new to the left side. I, I, I'm not saying any major overhauls have to be done i'm sure he will go back to work and try and get better this week yeah it's a i mean for me it's a dream come true if you're talking about the technique and watching what happened with with darrell williams as a pass rusher Mm -hmm. it's the chess match that goes on from quarter one snap one to the end of the game how can i set this up um multiple rushes that i can pull out of my bag throughout the course of a football game uh to really beat this guy and i saw that happening um with shaq barrett he beats him with the speed now you got a guy thinking about that you're gonna kick you're gonna slide you're gonna be a little softer boom speed to power now you're pushing this guy into the quarterback's lap i mean it was just textbook um by a guy and i believe he Game came from Denver that we haven't heard a bunch up from, um, but just really jumped on the scene Thursday night and had a great night against Daryl Williams. The question, of course, is going to be Greg Little. It's the guy we drafted. Where is he? He's on the bench. I know he's in the concussion protocol. Um, is there going to be an open competition there? When you lose, yeah. it just opens up all these bags. What know, is bag the solution? Is Greg Little the solution? No one knows. We don't know. I mean, I don't think they even know what they're going to get right now when they put him out there because he, you know, wasn't, in, wasn't active, has been in the protocol, but yeah, he's a I rookie, think, right? Yeah. And it's, it is tough. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're learning so much so fast. And with him, I feel like he probably could have come back sooner. I think that they know that that's the left tackle of the future mm-hmm. and the offensive line was healthy going into the, the season opener and, you know, give him extra time in the protocol, you know, and really, um, you know, make sure that his his, bri- his brain is is where it needs to be, and all the functioning and everything is uh, almost just playing it over safe there, so that they can make sure that he's healthy throughout his career. And I think that's smart, but uh, you have to wonder. You think he could be addressed, and they've only been addressing seven linemen, you know. Mm. So really, the Spin. backup the backup <laughs> tackle was going to be probably Dennis Daly, uh, or you maybe move Trey Turner there or something in an emergency, because we know he's played some tackle before, and then move Dennis in at guard, but. Uh, either way, if you're going to move somebody because you right. want to start someone new or if there's an injury, it, it's still a pretty thin position. What if you move Taylor Moten to that side? Yeah. And he I, can play some left tackle. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just, I, I guess what concerns me is the coaches know these players really right. well. 
Yeah. And the fact that they just left him at right tackle last year, and we brought in guys like um, Chris Clark mm -hmm. and Marshall Newhouse to man that left side. Yeah. And if they didn't feel good enough to, to move him to left then, you know, maybe – they're seeing something that we don't, that he's just a natural mm -hmm. right tackle. Um, Are that's you saying also... the coaches know more than fans? <laughs> <laughs> Get I people on the outside. So. <laughs> so. Well, and here's the hard part about it is when you open up 0-2, there's that extra pressure. you yeah. got to get some wins, right? Yes. And the fact that you feel like there needs to be some, hey, we got to make changes. This what's working. But sometimes it's a process, and yeah. we always hear that and go back to work, and you hear all the – the cliches that all the players and coaches will yes. say, and we're sick of it, but they're cliches because they're they mean something. Yeah. It's it's been tried and true. It, it's been said a lot because a lot of times it often has ways of working itself out. Mm -hmm. So we will see. I think that um, you know talking about the offensive line, you know, kind of continuing on that is. Uh, I thought that Matt Paradis struggled a little bit at center. Uh, Vita Vea had some really good plays in that game and. Uh, I think he's stepped up his level of play in his second year. You know, didn't make a huge impact last year for the Bucks, but uh, was a guy drafted somewhere near the top ten. So I know he's, you know, a quality player, first-round player that they got, and they were expecting big things from him. And, you know, maybe this is a breakout year for him. Uh, and Paradis is still trying to come back from off-season surgery. Right. So and he's with a new team. Uh, how, how long does it take to get that chemistry going, especially with an offensive line? Because you think Ryan Khalil has been here forever, and he's gone now. And – it's a new guy. Yeah, from a defensive perspective, I, I think, you know, when we look at offensive lines, it, it takes a while. That communication, um, you know, kind of that chemistry they have, those guys are moving as, as one. Uh, those are the really good groups. So it's about trust and it's mm -hmm. about uh, reps together and understanding kind of, you know, nonverbally like where guys are. We talked last week about some of the line stunts and passing those things off and Greg Van Roten, um, you know, struggling a little bit. And then you see Paradis in there. Look, Vita Vey is a stud, man. Yeah. You go look at that tape again. I mean, he's no slouch. He's a big physical guy. He was drafted uh, for the Bucks, you know, high in the draft for that reason. So it, th those things are going to happen. But if the communication is not there, I always look at it as a center, as a guy that's not a one-on-one -on -one blocker. Like, he, if he's one-on-one, -on -one, somebody's whooping him. And, I, you know, that may be D-line arrogance, Kevin, but I really think those guys need some help. It's the same mentality I go into a football game with uh, if a tight end's blocking me. Tight end's blocking me, man, I go against 330-pound offensive linemen. I should own this guy. Right. So uh, I think you need a guard, you know, to kind of check check up and help him with an inside hand uh, or the protection to help him with a slide. Um, but he's going to get it together. You know, I know every it, it feels like we should panic, and it all comes down to number one, Cam Newton in the shoulder. Is it rust? Is it is he hurt? You know, the inaccuracies, the throws. Um, but I think it's just going to take time because of the changes in the way these guys practice or not in the preseason. And I think also, too, with, with talking about that is that, um, you know, for these guys, um, it's it's a work in progress, obviously, and they try and gel and try and get better and, and, and all the things that you want an offensive line to do. But um, at the end of the day, it's also the coaches getting to know what that group can do, right. what they can expect from them. I think with Norv Turner, he did a brilliant job last year. You know, those first eight games, how the games were called. Yeah. Um, we didn't often see a lot of trouble with it was a Chris Clark or Marshall Newhouse. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up 
you know, maybe they gave a couple of pressures here and there, maybe a sack every few games, but it wasn't like a train wreck over there, and there wasn't huge problems or issues. And I think that was more because what North Turner did with his play calls, when he would leave that left tackle out on an island, when he needed some extra help, when we could run some plays that um, didn't put as much of a, a burden on that, that particular pers- person, that position. Um, you know, other guys might have to carry a little extra load, but those are all experienced guys that, you know, have played in the league for a while. I think you can lean on that while Darrell's going through some growing pains. Yeah, growing pains on a new line. There's a lot of new faces there. And, you know, Coach Matsko, they're in good hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, he's one of the Coach Matsko, coach, one of the best in the league, and he, he will have them operating at a high level. And it's, you know, Teamwork is just such a funny thing, yeah. you know, it really is. And it's, we see it every day in our lives and some things we just take for granted. You know, you've been at WCCB forever and yeah. you've got game forever. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that there's preparation and stuff that goes into it, but isn't there a whole part of it where you just, you know, Zach and Hannah and QCB, yeah. and what, you never know what he's going to say. You never do. You never yeah. do. So you, <laughs> you work with that and you find ways love uh, to make sure that he's contained and, right. doesn't, and do things. And then, it, uh, and then you can start reading minds and you know what people you are. You really right. do. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of carryover to that. Mm-hmm. Back to one thing you guys were talking about, how there didn't seem to be any running lanes for McCaffrey um, and crashing. The defense was crashing. Kind of explain that a little bit. I'll let, I'll let Al. Yeah, Al. I, I I a, Alex like the crasher. From a, from a defensive point of view, like defending the zone read, which is, you know, basically Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey working in conjunction to figure out which guy's more open to have a positive running play. Yeah. I mean, crashing for a defensive end on the backside of a running play going away, um, that means a, a definitive just flat down the line attacking the football. You're not – worried about cutback, boot, or reverse. So that that's something that's stuck in my head since I was, you know, maybe in college. Uh, the, that phrase, cutback, boot, reverse, in that order is what we're reading as we're chasing down the backside. And what we saw from Shaq Barrett and the defensive ends, the outside rushers uh, from Tampa Bay, was a crash. A crash is completely different. It's just completely selling out. It's cutting off that backside cutback cut lane. So when Christian presses the front side of the run, He's expecting for there to be a little gap, a little slow play. And what causes that defensive end to hesitate and play it slow is that cut that cutback, that boot, and that reverse, or that keeper by the quarterback with all the zone reads. So by Cam Newton not doing that right now, you watch film. He's done it zero times uh, last week against the Rams. They come into this game, and they're saying, hey, we're going to sell out. We're going to crash this backside until Cam pulls that ball and keeps it. Uh, so there's no cutback lane for Christian because the threat of Cam Newton right. running the ball is just simply not there. Now, the way you'll see teams start to do it once uh, Cam starts to pull that thing out of there a few times is that backside end or rusher outside linebacker type um, – They'll keep their shoulders square to the line of scrimmage, right? They'll keep that inside leg up so they don't have to completely turn their shoulders and run after Cam, which is not going to – they're not going to win a foot race in that that way. So uh, the crash is just, hey, taking that step, the ball's away, I'm flying flat down the line of scrimmage, and when uh, – Christian McCaffrey, one of the running backs. We haven't seen another running back, but when Christian McCaffrey comes back, he's looking for that cutback. I mean, they're going to eat him alive. And we saw this Bucks team say, "Hey, we're going to, we're going to." Christian McCaffrey's not beating us. We're going to make Cam Newton beat us at at quarterback. So they know Cam's not going to. That ball's going to McCaffrey. Has not been on film in two games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 
you figured you watched some film from last year. They weren't doing it late in the season either with, with Cam being banged up. And, um, you know, you've got other things that are built into the offense that I think that uh, they haven't taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't seen wide receivers really get a lot of touches in the running game. Uh, it was just a year earlier against the Bucks where we saw Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore kind of break out with some big rushing performances yeah. from the wide receiver position. So uh, I think, you know, a lot of that has to go to North Turner. And I, I just – I believe this in my heart. I've been saying this since day one when, when Cam got here. Um, he's the most dynamic, athletic quarterback that's ever played this position and uh, can make a difference with his arm and his legs. And when the both are working uh, together, uh, he's almost unstoppable. Right. I think it's hard because we haven't seen that Cam in a long time. Yeah, they have to find a way to, to get back in that. I mean, we all want to protect Cam. I think the team does, and I mean, it's hard to say that. I don't. Obviously, we don't know if they're thinking that and trying to protect him from taking some hits. It's football. If he's going to line up, I think he signed up for it. We all did. He understands what comes with it. A huge part of this offense and the success uh, we've seen in the past, and I think going forward, if we're going to see it be successful and be all that it could be. Um, it's going to have to come with Cam Newton running the ball. It just has to. And I think everybody, fans, coaches, teammates alike, are going to have to be okay with that risk Mm -hmm. of him taking a shot. Uh, The teams that are doing that, um, I I started thinking today, what is the team the most most like – the Panthers with their quarterback. It has to be Russell Wilson and those types of guys. It's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, Cam is not Lamar Jackson anymore. (laughs) It's maybe one of the fastest guys in the league. He stood in there week one and proved he can throw it. But when he takes off, I mean, he's like a a quarterback. He's he's, he's ridiculous. But I think Russell Wilson, right, just moving his feet. um, He'll run it when he has to. Dak Prescott's done a great job there for the Dallas Cowboys. So you have to run. You don't have to be a running quarterback, but you have to keep that threat present at all times to open up the running game. Those cutbacks from Christian, the RPOs that we saw a ton of go to uh, DJ Moore this weekend, those set things up. Those linebackers on the backside ends, they have to honor that play fake. And I think, you know, with with Cam, and it's been this way since the beginning, don't we, like as fans watching him, when he does get an early carry in a game, you know, gives the first down sign. We need it. Opens up the chest, the Superman pose or whatever. It's just, I've not seen it. It's like that line. The swagger. The line is chained right now. And this line needs to be let loose. Let him roar. The lion. The lion needs to roar. You got to pick his times, you know, so it's, it's not getting him into trouble, but... We want to see. We want to see happy Cam. Yeah, happy Cam means this team's winning. Uh, they're they're jumping on his back. He's leading them, and um, you know I just think his, you know, mentally, um, you know, it's got to be a struggle with all the the time he missed in practices last year mm-hmm. to to resting the shoulder, so it was okay for games. So missing out on a lot of practice time, then not doing a ton of preseason work, then you're going into these live games, and you expect him to kind of pick up where he left off. Um, before he was injured in that Steelers game where yeah. he got the shoulder hurt. Um, it, it's not going to happen that fast. It's going to take some time. And I think even Cam has he's told us this is a, you know, it's a work in progress. Like this is not yeah. going to happen overnight. I'm still working my way back. And, you know, even I, you, oh, yeah, he's just saying that. He's going to go out there and be Cam again. Uh, I think maybe some people are scared he's never going to be Cam again. The Cam well, Newton that we know and love on the field. Yeah, and don't I, – I think that he'll – He's going to get back to work. I mean, his press conference, I thought, was really well done. That yeah. He accepted ownership of the, the parts that he had control over. 
um, and basically said, I got to look at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. and, and figure out me and what I can do better for this team. You ever had that? You ever had to look in the mirror and just say, what? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Sometimes it can be scary, though, can it be? <laughs> it is. I mean, even when I was a player, it happened because, you know, you you string together five, six great games in a row, and then, you know, I'm offensive lineman, and things happen, and you, you get worked over by a great player or whatever, and it's you're like, why? You know, can I even do this anymore? Yeah. I'd enter the season yeah, every yeah. year wondering, it's like, this is the year my skills just – like, I don't have it anymore. Oh, we all go through that. Right. Every training camp, like, am I going to be the same player? <laughs> no, sure. off season is a long time. I mean, even if you go to the playoffs, you play through January, hopefully all the way first week in February. But when you get in training camp, OTAs and playing in shorts is one thing. I mean, you line up for that first nine-on-seven drill. You're like, man, I hope I can hold up. You know, I'm still great, great leverage, great technique, and uh, it's uh, it can be tough. It's definitely coming back. We've both come back from injuries. Those types of things mentally just wear you down. Like, can I perform at a high level? Um, am I for me? Am I gonna make the team? Like, it, it's it's a struggle. I know Cam's not worried about making anybody's <laughs> football team, but it, it it takes time to get that confidence back. It takes a couple hits. That's why he needs to run. He needs to get hit. He needs to fall. He needs to, you know, get into a couple scraps. I think he is a better performer when he's chirping at somebody else, and that's been lost. He hasn't had kind of those confrontations and the first down uh, polls and all those things that make him so unique. Yeah, and. I don't even know the last time Cam won a game because the Panthers, what, have lost nine out of their last ten, and that one win was with Kyle Allen. Yeah, I think he's he's lost eight games in a row as a starter. What does that do to you as your psyche? Mm-hmm. What does that do to you? I mean, well, my yeah, goodness. You better – I mean, you have to figure out how not to get used to losing. I know yeah. that much. It's it, You know, it, be, it can become contagious. Uh, it's a big you know, problem. I've been on a few teams that just were not good, and – uh, you don't realize it, and Cam talked about this. I don't like I don't like losing. You yeah. guys can't make me like losing. I'm going to lose and win my way. Um, and I think you you know when you have built in excuses uh, like injuries and and guys being out and things like that, you make it okay. And I know it's not okay. It's not okay for Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, anybody, David Tepper, anybody down there in that building. And I have full confidence that they're going to right this ship. Um, but they have not won with Cam under center in a while, and they have to find a way. Uh, they're going to, you know, all the way out west, uh, Arizona. They have a great opportunity against a rookie quarterback, right. um, a team that will put up some points. They can throw the ball yeah. around. Uh, Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, they have to find a way to win. That team has um, some skilled position players and obviously a guy that can extend plays and move around in this defense uh Defense has a challenge again coming up, trying to slow that that offense down. Well, talking about the defense, yes, let's um, let's go. I think we've we've uh, we've done what we can do on the offensive side, and bless their hearts. Know, we're hoping, yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. Yeah, they're like, going to be fine. There, there's some issues right now, but I don't think it's anything that they can't overcome. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've liked That's about good. the defense is it's you know they battled, they battled Thursday. I think to keep them in the game, um, you know, even the. The um, Bucks had traveled down the field and had a really nice drive going there, but then to buckle down, force into a field goal to mm-hmm. keep it a one-possession game, mm-hmm. uh, and it gave the, the Panthers a couple opportunities to obviously get down there and really, you know, just finishing a couple drives in the yeah. first two games. We're sitting here at two and zero. They've I'd, definitely played well enough for the Panthers to win. The defense has yeah. both games. Yeah, they've been solid, and um, 
you see a lot of performers uh, last week, and, and again, really, James Bradbury, I mean, he gets those big physical receivers. They had Mike Evans mm-hmm. again this week, and uh, Dante Jackson struggled a little bit to start this game off. They come out and um, hit, a, you know, a couple 22-yard just passes to Chris Godwin there. Uh, but this team is solid. I mean, they play the run well. They haven't given up uh, many yards, um, 3.2 yards on the ground, and um, 289 total yards. I mean, they've done a great job. Brian Burns gets in there, and he finally gets uh, his first yeah. sack, you know, and uh, we've, we're all waiting to see how he explodes on the scene. Just a, a, an athletic and dynamic uh, young pass rusher. But Luke Keekley, I mean, he tackles everything that's moving. I just don't know how he does tackles. it. As I sit and watch him, I'm still trying to figure out you know, if it's a clone out there, it's two fifty nines <laughs> out there. Like, how can he be on every tackle? Seventeen tackles, like that's that's ungodly. That's <laughs> incredible. But this unit is it's been solid. Now they're going to have to fix. We saw him come out finally in the three four base defense um, against the Rams. That came out in the four three. We heard Coach Rivera say, "We're going to adapt. We're going to." Be Fluid. based on yeah, yeah, whatever they give us, and we see that as we game plan, we're gonna, you know, utilize our our personnel to do so. So they come out in the three four. I still ha- think they have some things to work uh, on as far as run fits and and giving up some gaps. They're moving those guys up front a lot because they're not true three four type bodies. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to move them and not let them be sitting ducks there. Uh, and and get just blown out of there, and there's some some running lanes, but I think they're they're solid, like you said, Kelly. They they've done a great job. They did they played well enough to win, and a lot of guys uh, really stepped up and performed. Yeah, and I think with going to the three four um, and having multiple looks, there was a little concern in the preseason because there were some teams that were running the ball pretty well when we were in a three four set, and uh, just seeing what Luke Keekley's done to prepare and get those guys in front of him prepared, it, it's definitely taken a couple notches up. They had a few good runs, but overall it was um, right around 100, and they were only averaging 3-2 a carry mm-hmm. or something like that. So um, it wasn't like somebody had 5.0 per carry day against us or the team racked up 150 yards. Uh, I think it was an improvement over what they saw against the Rams. And um, for me, you saw glimpses of mm-hmm. what it could be and why they shifted to this this personnel and like like, like to get to three four on the field because a couple of things like you said, you know, Kwan Short's not like that true defensive end type body, but um, a couple times what he's able to do with just wreaking havoc on the inside by pinching really yeah. hard or, or hitting a different gap, uh, it set up the the safety opportunity for Luke Keekley beautifully on the goal line because. Kwan took his guy so far inside, and the tackle's kind of in a panic situation because he's trying to keep Kwan from just blowing up the play completely. So he turns his shoulders, and there's that nice alley for for Luke to just run right through and, and get the safety. That was beautiful. It was, uh, you know, and it it set up another opportunity for the Panthers. You know, and just couldn't take advantage after that. And that's what's what's frustrating when the defense does give you those chances mm-hmm. and you can't capitalize on it. And that's what they want to do in that three four. When they move guys and they slant them, you know, they're taking a, a inside gap. It mimics what they are normally in a base four three, where everyone has a gap, you know, and they they stay in it. And Luke has a clear picture behind that front line of, hey, I can shoot this gap. I know it's mine. But in the three four, sometimes when you're, I don't think they're a um, kind of read and react three four. They're still going to be an attacking and a penetrating three four. McCoy's the same way. Those two guys are really identical uh, three technique 
defensive ends in a 4-3 base, but now they're being asked to play defensive end, and they're they're utilizing that skill set that they're so quick off the ball, they're such a handful for guards and tackles once they get on them, and they're going to be two yards in the backfield. That's going to cause those running backs to either you know chop their feet, pause a second, or have to bubble around them to hit that hole. Now you have those linebackers uh, tracking them down. We talked about Luke Kuechly, Shaq Thompson, back-to-back. He's starting to put it together, mm-hmm. and we've been waiting for him to kind of arrive since he got drafted. No more Thomas Davis. We're going to keep saying that. I'm going to stop saying that. I know he <laughs> wants to hear everybody stop saying that. Um, but, Thomas. man, he's he's having a great he's having a great start to the season here. Well, you mentioned McCoy briefly and um, had some good plays, had some bad ones. Um, Gerald McCoy revenge week. I know, and I, you know what? I was surprised that he lost his cool um, during the game yeah. and drew that 15-yard penalty. I wanted to ask about that. It looked like he was provoked. They always catch the the second guy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, of course he's provoked. Right. They know it. They know the emotions are high. Shoot so those guys. you 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 get after him a little bit, a little extra. We always talk about the thing I hate the most is those offensive Pesky. linemen. Man, you're tired and you're just you know you're trying to break away from them. They hold you a little longer or they push you a little after the play. And of course that slow, that is like they that's the pile. start of training camp fights. If yeah. you want to know how it all starts, it starts with a little extra bump or push or hold because we're required on film, whether it's game or practice, to like run back and chase the ball. And you're going to get a loaf. You're going to yeah. get a negative play if you don't hustle. So that ah. little extra tug, you know, that's that's one of those dirty offensive line that's techniques. That's what we do. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's well, the guy on the Panthers right now on the offensive line? Trey Turner. Uh, no Trey doubt, Turner? Trey Turner. Yeah. Okay. I could have said that in unison. That, yeah. mm-hmm. that guy, but he never crosses the line, which nope. is good. He he'll give some lip and give some jaw. Have you have you ever gotten a penalty for unsportsmanlike because you you pushed or shoved or? Or yelled at a or guy. Or got caught. I'm a good no man. I I never did. No, I never got caught. But I was. Um, <laughs> I, I I play special teams a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and most times they're the running backs, the guys on special teams, running backs, backup receivers, tight ends. I was a 270 pound defensive end. Uh, so I took pride in in kind of holding on to those guys and just just muscling them on the ground and, and after the play like on a punt everybody's 50 yards down the field covering a punt and I you know I got the, one of the guys just locked down yeah. down the field so I, I I love that that I took pride in that and you know they let a lot of things you know go far on those special teams plays so never really got called for anything extremely out of pocket but um the pushing and shoving still it still makes my skin crawl today. I don't like those well, guys. I, I lost my cool once during thirteen years. No, I was, I was playing for only the, once. Well, to the point where I got a, a penalty, okay. <laughs> and I got a few fines here and there, but not. I I've told Al this before. I couldn't play in today's NFL because they're um, they've cut down on some of the extracurricular stuff that I used to be able to get away with, oh. um, with certain blocks that we were able to do or a little extra pushing and shoving downfield, picking off guys on piles. Um, but I remember I was with uh, the Houston Oilers. We went to play the Washington Redskins. Chris Dishman was a cornerback on the Oilers, but it signed as a free agent with the Redskins. And we had a fourth down in one situation. Uh, Steve McNair was running the ball, and uh, we got the first down easily. But every, everyone knew the, the sneak was coming. He was yeah. like the Cam Newton before the Cam Newton. Okay. Um, just a big, strong quarterback. That mm-hmm. Fourth and one, you knew how to get that first down. So we get the first down and uh, taking a little while for the whistle to blow because we're kind of still pushing forward or whatever. Dishman just comes out of nowhere and just picks me right off the top of the pile because I'm just trying to push. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm laying on my back, and he's the on. The cornerback? The cornerback. Okay. Defense, yeah. The cornerback comes at cheap shot. Yeah. And, I, like, at first I wasn't real mad because I'm like, well, I'm that guy that was doing the cheap. So if you give it, if you dish it out, you better you be, able be able to take, to take it. it. Yep. But then he kind of got me on my back and was standing over me. Mm. Like, he just dominated oh, me. Oh, no, he sudden, didn't. He's up in my grill, right? <laughs> I just reared back, I mean, with the heel of my shoe, my cleat, and just kicked him right in the jaw. Oh, <laughs> the flag, I mean, the flag hit me. The ref was so angry. Great aim with the flag. Like, I think he tried to get it in the face mask, hit me in the <laughs> eye with it or something. He was so mad about it. And I knew I'd gotten called, and there's nothing I could do at the time. But then I got a big fine from the NFL a few days later, sitting in my chair, that FedEx letter that everyone dreads oh, yeah. seeing on a Wednesday. And um, I remember trying to appeal it, <laughs> and my defense was, was it was self defense oh. that he was he was attacking me. The play was over. I didn't know if he was going to stop. I just wanted him to get off of me. And they basically were like, "Okay, we'll take it under advisement." And it was held up. Oh yeah, pay the whole thing. Here's your whole fine. Pay it. It's tough, man. You're appealing to the same people that find you. I mean, right. There's no separate group of arbitrators. I mean, it's it's tough, but. I mean, so many things happen. Everybody always asks about what happens under the pile and, you know, mic'd up, with, you know, the, the trash talking. It, it gets it gets pretty crazy out there. It's, you can imagine a bunch of alpha males out there yeah. trying to prove who's the toughest. But it seems like it would be petty moves under the pile. They're the toughest, but if people got, you know, trying to gouge your eyes out. <laughs> They're gouging a couple like, of things. Yeah, a couple of things, right. Like when I was under a pile and I saw – like a shoe color for the other team. You try to twist his foot off, right? Yeah. Just twist it or a lot. whatever you can do. Step on a guy's hand when I'm getting off a pile. I feel like there should be so many more injuries out of these piles, and they're not. Maybe you, you guys are just so. tough. Well, things have changed. Suck it I, think up. It's, I think it's better now. There's so many cameras. I was you about to say the You can't get away with anything, right? No. Um, I had an old offensive line coach, Bob Young, tell me about a time. They were getting out from under a pile, and one particular guy was just screaming. And they're like, what could be wrong with this guy? Did he get hurt or whatever? Someone had snuck in like a sewing needle no. in their oh, arm pad and stabbed it in no. a guy's thigh. Yes, yeah, legit. That's like that's in the, NFL? In the I 70s, remember hearing man. stuff like, like that. Yeah, it was bad. What? And everyone's in disbelief. They don't like, who was it my teammate? Like, is that the kind of person I'm playing next to? And then the guy on the other side thinking like, this, all right, this is some hardcore stuff. It's on now. I got a sewing that's needle in my hard, thigh. That's hardcore oh for sure. Yeah. All hard. right. So we're talking defense. So, um, you know, what was nice. I think uh, another point that I was going to add about the defense in the three, four and going multiple was that it does put more speed on the field mm -hmm. um, where you, you got Mario and, and Brian Burns in positions to make some plays. And I think that's exactly what led to Burns's first sack was uh, it didn't beat someone right off the bat. It was about the speed and just closing down that after he was blocked, didn't stay blocked, stayed active and was able to pull him down for a sack. Yes. Effort is, I mean, it was a cover, great coverage on the back end. You have to get, you know, hats off to the guys on the back end, but he finds a way to keep, uh, using his hands, using that length to track down the quarterback. And, you know, that can be tough. It seems like a given, but a guy that has a natural feel for that to fold back. And we saw it a lot in the preseason where he just kind of drifts back down into the running lane, the escape lane for the quarterback and kind of gets him, you know, from behind. So Brian Burns is doing a great job in having four of those type bodies with Addison and then Keekley and Shaq Thompson on the field um, versus three. I mean, it's – it's going to help this team. There's so many talented um, skill position players that they're going to face. The more 
um, you can match. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to be a plus. But he's he's going to get better. I watched him um, intently against the run to see how he's going to hold up, yeah. especially on plays uh, right at him, so at the point of attack. And he has good leverage. He's get, has long arms, meaning he's prop, maybe 250. And he gets I mean, down so that, low. And yeah, he got, is bendy, if that's yeah. a word. I mean, this guy gets low, great leverage. So he is a, a pretty smart kid. He's doing a great job, and um, I'm excited for him. I hope he continues, and we'll see the rest of those guys. Bruce Irvin's going to come back, yeah. and they're just going to have a great rotation, and that's something you really need on the defensive line. I think it's, you know, you don't ever want to throw a rookie in the fire, but him being out there the first two games with Bruce Irvin out, I think it's really good for him. And after the game, you know, he said after he watched tape how close he was. So just when the game slows down for him a little bit, just a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be making more plays. Yeah, he's, Alex, right, he's, he's right there. No, Kelly, he's you're close. right on the money. Um, and, and even Christian Miller a little bit, because Al and I watched the game yeah. together and um, – you said about about Brian Burns. I mean, close. I mean, he's a microsecond yeah. away a from from getting it, yeah. and he's there. And mm-hmm. it's just nice that there's at least a threat to make mm-hmm. a quarterback uncomfortable. And then with Christian Miller, his playing time's been um, sparing because of you know younger guy not drafted as high and not quite the skill set right now as right. Brian Burns. But when he's gotten some reps, he's gotten back there. Yeah. You know, he's been around. He hasn't been blocked. Um, you know, where he's just stayed active. And I, it's, it could be really nice to see these two guys grow as the season goes on and could make an impact. Definitely. And I tell you, they're going to have to because this defense needs some turnovers. Like what we've done is given the ball away these first two games mm-hmm. um, and, and not gotten enough on the, the back end of it. And first offense, we talked about it. I think, you know, you got to clean that up. The one turnover they had was a fumble by Cam and that, Part of that, I think, is goes back to not a lot of preseason reps and live hits. Yeah, and DJ Moore can be a perfect example of that. You know, didn't get a lot of live reps in the preseason. Your first main action gets that big catch against the Rams. Ball gets knocked out. I, I bet he doesn't fumble another one the whole year. Yeah, um, it's it's. It, I mean, the guys different. aren't raking at it the same way they're going to do it with that same uh, intent. You know, during during camp, it's your teammates. They're not going to pull at those fingers and chop across that arm. It's nobody wants to hurt you, right? No, right. They need you. They need you to get there you know, to the regular season in play. So they're really getting their first taste. You know. 120 or so snaps now of of real NFL football and the contact is real. So you see better tackling. You see less mistakes in the physical part of the game. And that just tells me, you know, they're they're getting their legs under them. They're catching their stride. You hate for them to start 0-2, especially losing to the Bucks. I mean, we, we played in this division. That That's a tough one. That yeah. was a tough yeah. one at home on Thursday night to watch going down to the, the Bucks and Jameis Winston, a team – you know, I, I thought, you know, it was just right for the picking, especially the types of mistakes they make on that side of the ball. And talking about turnovers, just think of all the close, almost turnovers they had. Luke Keekley with that mm. almost imperception. You know, he's still killing himself over that one even today because, oh, my gosh, it was in his hands. And then they, even in the Rams game, they were able to knock the ball out, get the ball oh, yeah. on the ground several times. You know, a fumble is great, but you, you got to recover the fumble. No, so. absolutely. There's a live ball bouncing yeah, around numerous times definitely. that we just – couldn't get a hold of, mm-hmm. couldn't get on that thing. Um, you know, these guys take reps. It happens in practice. Yeah. I mean, in practice they do what they can do. But in a game, it's a different situation. Kelly, have you, with your job and being on the air, have you, have you been a part of anyone that's 
they look great when you're practicing. They're in the studio and all that. And then that live camera hits for the first time. Oh, I'm sure it's happened to me before <laughs> when I was young. Yeah. yeah the deer in headlights. And so, <laughs> yeah, definitely reps and, you know, chemistry helps. And the more you do it, the better you get. You, but yes, you, definitely. How about, you know, when you see a, a younger person coming in that might have a, a struggle moment, you know, do you, do you try and mentor them and take them aside and tell them it gets better or you, what I'm you, always willing to. Yeah. You kind of got to test it. Some people don't want to hear it. But right. if they ask me, or if, it, right. you know, I could tell they would they would accept ex- some uh, critique, or what's the word? Not critique. Some constructive. Advice. Yeah, yeah, constructive. Criticism. Yeah. Constructive criticism. I'm, uh, you know, definitely. I'm just curious because I think, you know, a lot of plays, a lot of times in life, you know, we're, we're open to, to the criticism and tell me what I need to do better yeah. and things like that. But I couldn't imagine like someone going up to cam, like, <laughs> let me tell you what you need. You know, when you're throwing the ball, you need to do like, I can't, it's gotta be, everyone has their two cents on what's going on and you, you can drive yourself crazy. <laughs> uh, it just is a different working environment, but, um, yeah. it's just funny football players. It it's, could be a different breed. Is that yeah. Norv Turner that does that Scott Turner? Who's the one that he listens to? I yeah. think you have to have that trust with your quarterback coach mm-hmm. and your offensive coordinator. You have to be coachable. I mean, you have to be okay with it's, them it's pointing out it things, really yeah, is. where you, you can get better. Not being critical, but I think the success of this football team depends on Cam. And if we can't tell you where you're falling short or where we think you can improve, I mean, it's the word is coach. They literally <laughs> get to coach you. So, um, you know, it's tough. I played with Julius Peppers and, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Turgovac his rookie year and, and then Sal Sincere that second mm-hmm. year. It was hard. I mean, I saw both of them struggle with a guy that's, you know, such a superstar. Like, goat. How much, yeah, <laughs> how much do we co- – like how hard do we coach this guy? And I think uh, the generations changed too. We were thicker skinned. Coaches got after us. I mean – Curse words, I mean, we're flying everywhere. And you just, I, I yeah, remember yeah. that mouth. <laughs> yeah, Sal has a mouth today. <laughs> I can hear one. him yeah, in the press so, box. <laughs> you know, it's it was a little different. And I think the younger guys, and this is me being an old old guy now, saying, you know, they're a little more sensitive. So they don't want, to, want you to get after them the same way. Um, but I can just remember being in those meetings and uh, we would watch film and you said it, Kelly, I mean the GOAT. There's nothing number 90 Julius Peppers could not do, just right. a freak. Um, but he would have some bad plays. Yeah. He would have some ugly practices. <laughs> but But guess who they would coach? They would coach me or they would coach somebody <laughs> else. They would not. They would, you know, he could be on film, the red dots on his back. You know, there's a stretch play. He's on the front side. He just goes underneath the block. The play's outside, and it's oh, screaming no. down the field. And they'll say, Wallace, you, like, th- this is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't get reached. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not in there. I'm I didn't get reached. I'm on the bench. That's not my number, coach. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, you, you kind of coach to them. You don't coach at, you know, you don't coach them. You coach around them and hope they hear it and, and absorb it. So I think I can imagine Cam being like that, that yeah. you coach the entire group. When it's a mistake that they make, and that's how Julius Peppers was handled for a while. Like, we're not going to coach you and tell you what to do because there will be other plays where he would do that quick enough, strong enough to get back outside and tackle for loss. So don't stop him from doing what, what is instinctual. Just let it fly. And uh, 
that's a Hall of Fame career we just watched in last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great to be in a, in a room like that. And, and I, I compare him to Cam because I think Cam's that same player in that locker room. You, you used to see them a lot together on the sidelines last year mm-hmm. during games, you know, or during, you know, kick, kickoffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. You would see Cam and Pep together. And I always just wondered, like, what, what are they talking about? I think he was soaking goat it in. Stuff. Yeah. Goat, goat stuff. Goat conversations. <laughs> but you were talking about coaching. I think that's so interesting you brought that up because it's not all about the X's and O's. These guys really have to know how to manage personalities in there. Yeah. When you have these egos and all of this talent, like what's going to make me listen to you as like a superstar goat player um, and you're just a coach that, you know, you don't, you know, they really have to have that respect, that trust. And the coaches have to manage those um, personalities. I absolutely agree. Completely, 100% agree with you because um, not everyone's going to respond right. the same way with the coaching style that you have. And you, you want to be fair to everybody, but you, at the same time, you have to understand what the group is about. And, you know, if you're too hard on a certain player, you know, it's the way he's been brought up. You, you, you mm-hmm. hope to make him a little tougher along mm-hmm. that process, but um, you don't want him going into a, a shell and, and kind of regressing, you know, and not doing better every single week because of the coaching. And, uh, I definitely could see that with a lot of personalities in this league. I mean, there's some guys that just don't take the coaching. Yeah. I mean, just all we have to do is go to Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's just who came to mind. Yeah, or, or Odell Beckham. You know, it's just they – you see them at times do their own thing on the field and act the, the way that's not really what the team would want. Going rogue. Going rogue is the mm-hmm. exact term. But, well, we're talking a little defense. Might as well talk about – um, what this Panthers defense will have as a challenge going out to Arizona. Uh, obviously, you know, you mentioned the, the Kyler Murray being the young quarterback, the high draft pick. Big challenge because he's athletic. This defense, though, seems like with going to the 3-4 and some of the speed we talked about adding to the field, it might be a perfect uh, remedy for that for the Panthers' defense to maybe get some turnovers this week with a rookie quarterback and a lot of speed on their defense. Yeah, rookie quarterback, uh, you know, third game in and seeing a lot of things. So that 3-4 defense or the 4-3, we really don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the fun and game planning for them. But they have David Johnson, that running back, a guy that can catch the ball and, and run it well, really in that same mold as a Christian McCaffrey and, and some of the guys, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell that we see in the NFL now. And uh, they're averaging about 112 yards a, a game. So they run the ball well. They move it down the field. And then my thing is – uh, with Kyler Murray is he extend, extends plays. You know, he's going to keep him going. He's going to move around the pocket. So this pass rush, this defensive line, Brian Burns and, and the guys that we talked about are have another challenge on their, their hands, as well as the secondary guys. Once he gets to moving around in that pocket and it's past three seconds or four seconds, then they have to maintain that coverage. And it's about turnovers. This team is uh, minus three in the turnover margin, um, and they have to do better. And teams that do well – 2015 I mean it's they went to the Super Bowl this team was plus a million probably with Kurt Coleman and thieves, all those guys the thieves Avenue yeah thieves Ave was just yeah, I, thriving I think, I and they, they finished like plus 16 yeah or it was like, crazy yeah. so they have to get back to turnovers and the more you do that the more you feed cam in that offense and you get them going and you get the confidence rolling I think they can have some success out west against yeah, Arizona good field position mm-hmm. extra possessions it, it can only mean good things for the offense and um, you know, I was looking at some of your notes you had for the Cardinals in their offense, and they're passing at 71.9% of the time. Yeah, a there lot. Will, there will be opportunities Definitely. to get after the quarterback, right? And that's what we want to see them, see those big guys up front eat. How hard mm. is it when 
there's not a lot of film on this team, right? Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, so it's a new system in there. So what do you go to as a defense looking to study film? I think it's important, especially after back-to-back losses, you kind of go back to your base. You you get back to the fundamentals, and we've we've both experienced that. When you lose, you want to slow it down, and of course you have to game plan. They're going to have to go and look at Texas Tech film yeah. if you want to figure out what uh, Kingsbury and this offense is going to do. They're going to put three, four wide receivers on the field. They're going to spread you out. They're going to try to dump it off uh, with screen to David Johnson and then Kyler Murray, uh, he will pull it. He will run this, you know, the ball and, and hopefully try to protect himself when he does. But I think you're going to have to watch some college tape. Of course, they have two games now. They throw the ball 54 times a game in two 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 games. Now, one of them was overtime, so that increases that number. But that's a lot of drop back passes, yeah. and they have to protect him. So I, I look for a huge day from the front and the secondary. Like, can those two units combine? Uh, to put some pressure on Murray and to pick off the balls and take care of those opportunities, um, you know, when they get them, like Kevin said. They're putting all those wide receivers out there. Maybe we'll see another defensive package like they use with the Rams. A lot of DBs out there. Yeah, like a dime set where they have multiple guys out there that can cover. I mean, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is out there, Christian Kirk, and uh, Andy Isabella is a guy that, you know, we saw who just – Play UMass was a really shifty, dynamic little uh, guy that can catch the ball. So a lot of great wide receivers, and it's it's going to be a challenge. And I know Dante Jackson's probably watching film. He wants a couple of those snaps back. Don't worry about his confidence. It's going to be there. So <laughs> another opportunity. Excited. Sunday cannot get here fast enough. It's been, you know, it'll be a long, what, 10 days since a Thursday uh, Thursday night football game. And I know they just want to get that taste out of their mouth with a, just a bad loss on prime time and kevin it's on the road and that might be the best thing right now mm-hmm. you know it's, it's funny to really say that but i think you know getting in a different environment um and you're not going to one that's going to be like going to the packers or um you know some of these teams that have these awesome you know seattle with this great home hostile field. environment yeah, right so loud and communication can be a problem uh, obviously there'll be a lot of fans there we'll get loud but um, it's not one of the ones that you fear. So mm-hmm. it, could, it could be an op, you know, situation to get out there and, and get a road win would really instill a lot of confidence, I think, in this team. And, you know, offensively, for me, it, it really starts with I, I just really believe that they need to get Cam Newton some runs mm-hmm. and get the wide receivers doing some unique things. And they, they don't have to be the double reverses, but, um, you know, they've, North Turner's done some unique things with different screens. Um, with wide receivers, with a tight end, with uh, you know an extra running back in the game, where everyone's focused on Christian McCaffrey, and you know we all remember one of the best plays last year from um, C.J. Anderson was catching a little backdoor screen that everyone's paying attention one way, and uh, all those smoke and mirrors, all of a sudden it goes back to him, and he's streaking down the left sideline. Um, saw one from Fozzie Whitaker, I think, the year before. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's in the then you know, arsenal, and there's definitely some plays that are out there that can be done. It's going to come down to, I think, the game plan, and then also those guys up front just getting better at their individual technique and um, getting to know each other a little bit better, so the communication is even more crisp this week. And then you know, with that, hopefully a win, it breeds confidence, and then you go to the Texans, which is going to be a tough environment. It's the only time they play back-to-back home games all season long, so it's. Um, you know, if they could come out of it with two road wins, uh, that would be fantastic be setup for um, they come back home to play Jacksonville and Hall of Honor inductees that yeah. day, which would be great. Um, 
So I, I see them could have some success. But this is a team that's a lot like the Bucks. If you let them hang around for a while, you don't force some turnovers, you don't do the things that you're used to doing, that's mm-hmm. a team that's on paper that is not as good as the Panthers. Not close. Arizona's mm-hmm. not as good as the Panthers, um, just like the Bucks weren't. And I think that you know you let them hang around and, and do some things and get some confidence, they're going to do exactly what the Bucks did, and they're going to hand you another L. Yeah, they're looking for their first win, and they're facing a – on two team that's traveling out to their home turf to play. So um, they're confident. I'm sure they're confident. They're they're looking at the same performances we've seen the last couple of weeks, and I think they feel like they can get one um, for their new quarterback and new coach. All right, you got any predictions for this week? What you got, baby? I think Arizona goes down. Uh, Cam goes out there. This whole offense, we see Christian McCaffrey get back into the fold where he – is doing 200-yard things and just racking up the yards against that defense. They do have T-Sizzle. Suggs is out there. Jones is another outside linebacker. So they do have some great defenders out there. But I think it's a huge day for Christian McCaffrey. And we're starting to see Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore caught nine passes this past week. So that offense gets going behind uh, Cam Newton. And I feel like we're just forgetting about Greg Olson, who just lit it up this week. I mean, hats off to Greg coming back and dealing with those injuries and having some success but I think it's uh I think it's a two touchdown football game the Panthers finally get it going on the road and and beat up on the Arizona Cardinals I like the Panthers to win I think getting out of town is what they need to do they Mm -hmm. need to get away from all this talk about them just being terrible get away from it play their game um I would love for Norv Turner to dial it up let's get Cam some running plays um, you know what you got, baby, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah baby. I can't really do yeah, the, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, baby. I, yeah. I, 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 I agree see. with you too. I think it's a win for the Panthers. It's going to be a hard fought game. So I'm going to say it's 27, 20. Um, but I do think that they actually will run cam a little bit in this game and we'll, we'll see some unique plays, some interesting plays, some creative plays from Norv Turner, uh, to help just give the Cardinals something else to think about that it's not a steady diet of Christian McCaffrey left and right and a screen pass and hit him over the middle that um, there's other weapons on this team and you know DJ Moore's quietly gotten to 16 Mm -hmm. receptions in two games Mm -hmm. and it's I think fourth among all receivers in the NFL in terms of uh, reception totals not yardage but um, you know he's done a good job I know he had the fumble early on but he's bounced back it's never been another question with the other 15 times he's touched (laughs) the ball so I, I feel good about that but the offensive line is going to have to take a step up in their play level. Uh, I think it's a good week for them to learn and uh, and grow from whatever they did. They have the ten days rest, so I'm feeling good. Can only about be it. good. I'm saying twenty-seven to twenty. So Let's we're all in agreement. Yeah. Let's Just so you know, it. I really don't give out scores in, okay. in predictions. I'm a winner-loss kind of girl. Then I have yeah. to do math in my head and. You know, did I add a safety in there? And I don't, you know, I just give wins or losses. 29 to 19. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) How did you get that? (laughs) I like to keep it simple. All right. Well, we have so enjoyed having you. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. I learned a lot today. Oh, she'll be piloting this thing from here on out as we go through this Panthers season. We hope there's way more ups than downs, right? Yes. Did you have fun today? I did. Had a lot of fun. This was fun. Did you Mm -hmm. learn anything? I learned a lot. We try and teach I'm going to go spit some knowledge to uh, my peeps back at the station. That'll work. Well, we uh, definitely want everyone to know. So tell them to listen. Tell them to give us a rating. You know, anywhere when you're listening to a podcast, please go on uh, uh, the Apple Network. Uh, I don't know Google. what all the thing is called. Google Play, yeah. iTunes, iTunes, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. <laughs> 
dial it in, share it with friends, give us a review, tell us what you like or don't like, and or maybe topics you want us to cover. We yep. read them all. We're, we'll uh, right. take a look at them and uh, see if we can enlighten you when we go into next week when we're talking about a Panthers win. Hey, hey. Panthers Over win. Cardinals. Cam Swagback. That's what we'll be talking about <laughs> next on, week. Come on, please. Did, wait, did he break out? Was it the first game was Arizona when he was a rookie? Yeah. It was. Arizona like Green Bay, yards? right? Yeah. Let's let's know. go back in the time machine I and think let's dial did. it up. Do, do, I think it was Arizona. Right. Arizona. He balled out, but they lost. It but was out we in were Arizona, all though, just too, I think I believe. Amazed. Cool. I'm glad I dropped that little nugget in before there we left uh, today's podcast. Feast on, yes. All right, bro. So for Kelly Bardick, Al Wallace, myself, thank you so much. It's been a fantastic podcast. Thank you guys for being here. And we look forward to uh, talking to you guys again next week on Carolina Line.